and welcome to another edition of the V8 Sales Channel Help Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Welcome, one and all. We're here daily. Five and a half years running, three times shows YouTube channel, which is Grandpa Bill at Bill Holt. 8792 YouTube channel. Invited audience, ubiquitous audience. My two church mice, Peter and Paul. Welcome, one and all. Continue paying it forward. We are growing exponentially with your help. Today, after a quick 10-second break, we're going to do a couple of two parts, probably. In today's show, somewhere is around 30, 45 minutes. When I come back. After the ten-second break, I'm going to share my share my viewpoints on colonoscopies. Having never had one, no reason to do so. I don't have cancer. At age sixty-nine and counting, elaborate on my philosophies on colonoscopy. Boom! It is probably a good idea to do it. After diagnosis of cancer, we'll get into colonoscopy in the first half of today's show. A couple of surprises in the second half of today's show. Stay with me. Be back in ten seconds. And thanks for joining me. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for doing so. And let's take a look at colonoscopies overall.、I'm、talking about colonoscopy in this podcast show, but clearly stating, as I did in the opening, as it pertains to myself and my care. I'm 69 and counting as we speak at the time of this November 30th, 2023. Episode early March. I'll be seventy. So presently at sixty-nine, chronology-wise, I've never had a colonoscopy. I also have no plans to get one. While I do believe they can be valuable in some circumstances, I feel confident that my rigid avoidance of lots of things, most assuredly omega-6 linoleic acid. Its lifestyle. It's highly unlikely I'll develop any cancer, let alone colon cancer. And that in tandem with totally spring water, which does keep my pH level balanced. Summit Spring, its predecessor in my life saga of imbibing this water. Thus is why <laughs> infinity. I never. Missed a day due to illness in over a 50-year working career, other than personal time off, forfeiting vacations, whatever accrued time due to when and if I was hungover through my foolishness with alcoholism, usually holding by the moniker "If you want to play, you must pay," and I did. I never missed a day. 
other than self-induced ridiculousness, and I still didn't miss any days from work. You understand? I never missed a day. Flus of all kinds, <laughs> and the only vaccination I've ever had. I was four years old and took the Jonas Salk sugar cube for polio. Another thing that's ever been injected in my body is cortisone, which isn't necessarily the best thing either. So clearly, understanding that that this is why it's the holistic healing hour. I'm going to start to talk about colonoscopies, fair and balanced overall, to include whom I consider still not a practitioner. Never played a doctor on television. I go on what I know from within, and what I perceive from without. So today, <laughs> gonna have some fun with a mnemonic <clears throat> from Magnetic Memory Method. Doctor Anthony Mativi, two-time guest, soon to be third time on my show, the originator. PhD, Dr. Anthony Mativia, Magnetic Memory Method. So my mnemonic today is interviewing myself. No schizoid stuff. This is all virtual. Okay. So today we're joined by me, who have Grandpa Bill, who has a unique perspective on colonoscopies. Myself interviewing myself virtually. Not schizoid, paranoia. Come on, play along. So myself, to myself, fictitiously, virtually. Hey, Bill, thanks for being here. Grandpa Bill, thanks for having me. Interviewer, Bill, you mentioned that you have never had a colonoscopy and don't plan to get one. Can you tell us a little bit more about your decision? Sure. I again avow at my age, and certainly having no reason to have a colonoscopy through now eight decades and counting, and soon to be age seventy, never had a screening. Now, again, I'd love to expand upon and concur how I do feel they're valuable screening tools for colon cancer. But I've done my research, and I'm confident that my lifestyle choices make me very unlikely to develop colon cancer for the aforementioned reasons in the opening of the show. I have a strict diet that avoids omega-6 linoleic acids, which is linked to inflammation and cancer. I also exercise regularly and maintain a healthy weight, and stay hydrated with sacred water. That keeps my pH balanced. Balanced. You keep your pH balanced. Balanced. You won't get any cancer of any kind. Well, that's great to hear, Bill. It sounds like you're taking your health seriously. I am. I believe that we have a lot of control over our own health, and I'm committed to making choices that will help me live a longer and healthier life. So while your approach does indeed obviously work for yourself, do you still feel it's important to note 
that colonoscopies are still recommended for most adults over the age of 50. Colon cancer is a serious disease, and early detection is key to successful treatment. I do indeed understand that, and I do not necessarily disagree with that. Here's my slant on that. I respect the decision of anyone who chooses to get a colonoscopy under the right advisement to do so, and not being coerced into something that you don't need to do. However, I believe it's important to make informed decisions about your own health, and I'm totally comfortable with my decision not to get a colonoscopy at any time. Past, present, or future. Another mnemonic I've been having fun with. Check it out archivally. Mr. Magoo is Ebenezer Scrooge, now a 21st century man, who owns a series of health clinics and having many virtual guests with himself on a fictitious podcast, a real podcast, but fictitious and virtual and virtuality, and myself being a monitor with many guests under that premise. Now coming back to colonoscopy, interviewing myself virtually. <laughs> I appreciate your sharing your perspective with us. I hope our listeners will take your story as a reminder to look at both sides of the equation, go with their heart and how they've lived their lives, respectively, and respectively, if they've not. Live their lives healthfully. Maybe a higher predicator to have that invasion of the body, which colonoscopy is, just like root canals in dental. So let's take a deep, calming breath before we go to another ten-second break. We talked here about colonoscopy, cancer prevention, health screenings. Informed decisions, colonoscopy, a personal choice, colon cancer screening, weighing the risks and the benefits, under the caveat that only if you've been diagnosed in a pre-diagnosed situation, if you're showing all signs through blood tests and other, I'm not a doctor. Make sure you confer with your doctor, but don't do anything rashly, anything. Just under the advisement of, oh, you gotta have X-rays, or you gotta do this, or whatever. And then, as the old adage goes, consult many, take it under advisement, and try to avoid having take two of these and call me in the morning. Colonoscopy, a personal choice, taking control of your health. Okay, when we come back, I want to do the histrionics of colonoscopy in and of itself, and we'll do that right after this ten-second break. We'll be right back. And thanks for joining us. Stay with us. Well, hello, welcome back, and thanks for doing so. Take a deep, calming breath. Continuing our journey through time, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy, a procedure that allows doctors to examine the inside of the colon, has come on a long way since its inception in the '60s. Today, it's pretty much a safe, effective, 
and it is widely used too for detecting and preventing colon cancer. Earlier attempts at it, the first attempts to examine the colon, date back to the late 19th century. In 1880, German surgeon Gustav Killian introduced the sigmoid scope, a rigid tube that could be inserted into the rectum and sigmoid colon. However, the sigmoid scope could only examine a short portion of the colon. And it was not very comfortable for patients. The advent of fiber optics in the late 1950s, the development of fiber optics, revolutionized colonoscopy from previous endeavors throughout the history of attempts and so forth. Fiber optics allowed doctors to create flexible tubes with cameras at the end. Which could be inserted deeper into the colon and provide a more comprehensive view. The first colonoscopy, in and of itself, if you will, 1968 Japanese gastroenterologist Shigi Aki Watanabe introduced the first colonoscope. The Watanabe colonoscope was a significant improvement over previous designs. As it was more flexible and had better illumination, improvements in technology since the 1960s. There have been many improvements in colonoscopy technology. Colonoscopies are now thinner, more flexible, and have higher resolution cameras. This has made the procedure more comfortable for patients, and has also allowed doctors to detect smaller polyps. Which are precancerous growths that can be removed during the procedure. The colonoscopy procedure today is typically performed in an outpatient setting. During the procedure, the patient lies on their side, and a sedative is given to help them relax. The colonoscopy is then inserted into the rectum and slowly advanced through the colon. The doctor can use the camera on the colonoscopy to view the lining of the colon. And look at its abnormalities, or looking for them. If any abnormalities are found, the doctor can take a biopsy or remove polyps if they're there to be removed, if you will. The benefits of colonoscopy: it can be an important tool for detecting and preventing colon cancer. Colon cancer is the third leading cause of cancer death in the United States, but it also has one of the most preventable forms. Of cancer, colonoscopy can can detect colon cancer early when it's most treatable. Colonoscopy can also prevent colon cancer by removing polyps, which are precancerous growths that can develop into colon cancer over time. Who should get a colonoscopy? Well, consult with your doctor, whoever he or she may be. They should know you and yourself, knowing with your. Endeavors with them, it has to be a trusted physician and not just pushing something on you that may not necessarily <laughs> be having to be considered. It has a lot to do with your diet. If you've had a good diet, good clean water, and you're of a certain age, it's to your comfort zone, literally and figuratively. If you want to entertain one, now. 
If there's a history of cancer in your family, if you're showing pre signs or whatever, those are all different circumstances. So a family history of colon cancer for sure, a personal history of polyps, inflammatory bowel disease, and certain genetic conditions. So delving into the depths, the historical perspective on colonoscopy, from rigid tubes to fiber optic marvels, the evolution of colonoscopy, unraveling the mysteries of the colon, a journey through colonoscopy history, colonoscopy history, cancer prevention. In healthcare, Let's take a deep, calming breath. Going a little bit deeper, colonoscopy, a versatile tool for colorectal cancer screening and prevention. Colonoscopy again can be a value. I, I'm just not comfortable making broad-based. You know, colonoscopy is the way to go. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think it's circumstantial. Family heredity, your diet, all of those things, your blood tests—a lot of variable factors. Again, at age 69, again never having any kind of an illness whatsoever, to pretty much include the common cone—not cold, not impervious, not a god. My pH balance is balanced. Well, a lot of years of drinking a really clean, deep, cavernous water to facilitate that. And in fact, if you drink a liter of that water every five days, you also totally clean and rejuvenate your blood. So it's how you live, how you choose to live, what you have done, your heredity, your weight—it's contingent on a lot of factors. So you know, if you don't retrofit into the, don't just go. If some, hey, you know, we ought to take a. It's it's depending on where you're at, what you're feeling, and all of that. So I don't. Broad-based anything, and I'm still not a doctor. It's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. As we all have those in the same body part. <laughs> Speaking of which, is the rectum, if we're of the human persuasion. So, alternative screenings for colorectal cancer. There's many. While colonoscopy in some corners is considered considered the gold standard mm, mm, eh, for colorectal cancer screening, there are other less invasive stool tests. Number one. These tests, when actually they check for the pressure of your blood or alter DNA in stool samples, you know, not to be graphic, but if you know we all have that bodily process, seems to me a little bit easier to submit a stool sample and maybe prevent the invasion to the body. Anything that invades the body is an invasion, no matter how comfortable they make it or what they boot you up with. So, same premise, different <laughs> different orifice, different set of circumstances. Root canals, having had many of them, and then finally the light chemist, one of the most damaging invasive things you can do for your body, and have potentiality of opening up your immune system to all kinds of funky stuff. So, fecal, immunal, chemical test or FIT, if you will, okay, F-I-T, fecal on the F, immunochemical. On the eye and T for test fit, different connotation, different part of the body, different subset of circumstances. The fit is a more sensitive test than the GFOBT and is able to detect smaller amounts of blood in the stool samples. It is more specific, meaning it's less likely to produce false positive results. Fit DNA test, stool DNA test. 
The FIT DNA test combines the FIT test with an additional test that looks for altered DNA in stool samples. This combination approach can further increase the sensitivity of the test. Flexible sigmoidoscopy. Flexible sigmoidoscopy is a procedure similar to a colonoscopy, but uses a broader—I'm sorry—a shor- shorter and smaller scope. It can examine the lower portion of the colon, but it cannot reach the entire colon like a colonoscopy. Again, your choice: how deep is deep? How deep is your love? How deep? Grab <laughs> the bells, crazy in a harmless way. So, computed tomography (CT), colonography, virtual colonoscopy (CT), colonography. As also known as virtual colonoscopy, is a non-invasive imaging test that uses CT scans to create detailed images of the colon. It can detect polyps and other abnormalities, and it is not as sensitive as colonoscopy. And it may further follow up with a traditional colonoscopy if indeed it's warranted to do so. If you, I'm not a practitioner. If you have blood in your stool, you most assuredly She confirmed, and then you may want to, you know, all options and all points in between. It's easy talk. When discussing colorectal screening options, it is crucial for patients to have an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Together, you weigh the benefits, the risk of each screening option, and determine the most appropriate approach for your individual specific circumstances. That's my earlier point. There's no broad-based statement for anything. We're all individuals. To include colonoscopies, there's whole different subsets of variables as to why's and wherefores. So colonoscopy remains a cornerstone in some areas of colorectal cancer screening and prevention. Its ability to detect and remove polyps, for the most part, effectively, reduces the risk of developing colon cancer. However, It's essential for patients to discuss their screening options, like anything that you put in your body—pill, potion, cream, salve, natural, ground up at a bench, or otherwise. It's your health. It's your prerogative. It's your duty. Get in touch with the innate trait of your body, and you can bypass so many of that, so much of that. Workouts for geriatrics, aka sober speakers, talking about the nutritional and healthcare side of things. Over and above our workouts with free weights, exercise bands, good for all kids from one to ninety-two. So, other consideration considerations and viewpoints for those not designated with cancer: colonoscopies reduce cancer diagnosis, but not cancer deaths, and there is no discernible documentation. <laughs> That they can make that claim. A 2022 study published in the New England Journal of Medicine found the benefits of colonoscopies are not as great as they're made out to be. So, colonoscopies' impact on cancer diagnosis is in deaths is a pretty proportionate thing that、mm, I would want to have privy to. Where's the statistical data? The NordICC study, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, sheds light on the nuanced effects of colonoscopies on colorectal cancer diagnoses and deaths, but it does not talk about equating the test equating to actually preventing a death. 
While the study confirms colonoscopy's ability to reduce colorectal cancer incidence, its highlights lack of a statistically significant impact on mortality. So, key findings: reduce cancer incidence. Participants invited for some colonoscopies in a structured thing, you know, had 18% lower risk of developing colorectal cancer compared to the unscreened group. That's predicated on a lot of things. It's a controlled survey, you know. I mean, come on, no significant mortality reduction. The study didn't find any statistical significance. They can't. They're not prepared to yet. We're not advanced enough. How can you determine that? Significant difference in colorectal cancer as it actually relates to the deaths between the screening and the unscreening groups.、Mm, that's when you start to cross into areas of the craziness, godlikeness, MDs. Some instances, and Western medicine quite a bit, but it's coming around. Cancer detection at later stages, colonoscopies may detect cancers that have already. Progress beyond a curable stage, leading to limited impact or on mortality. Maybe <laughs> there's no statistical data on this. Coexisting health conditions, colorectal cancer patients may have underlying health conditions that contribute to their overall mortality, regardless of colonoscopy screenings. There's the rub, literally and figuratively. Vaseline. Great song. Great song. Velvet Revolver. <laughs> All right. Long-term follow-up needed. The study's follow-up period of ten years may be insufficient, and it may be sufficient, unique to the individual and the physicians and all of the aforementioned things: your history, your weight, your blood. <laughs> it's it, it's. Variable on so many contributing factors, you can't just take the brush and run. Basic, in my humble opinion. Still, as a total non-practitioner, so the Nordic, Nordi, I should say, CC studies findings raise important considerations for individuals when making decisions about colonoscopy screening. Of course, weigh your risks against your pros cons unique to your situation with your physician. Risk assessment. Discuss your individual factors for colorectal cancer with your doctor to determine the most appropriate screening strategy, which isn't 100%. You have to have a colonoscopy. No, 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 no. Alternative screening options considered less invasive. Screening options such as the stool test we mentioned. Colonoscopy is not suitable for you. Weighing benefits and risks. Evaluate the potential benefits for sure, where applicable, such as early cancer detection, against the potential risks such as discomfort and procedural complications. Informed decision making in any category of your health. Engage in open and informed discussions with your doctor to make an individual and an individualized decision because it is one. It doesn't matter what Aunt Louise did or suffered. Just because she is related to you, it may be contributory to. But you have separate subsets of genes. Everything starts and begins and ends somewhere. 
Further research is most assuredly definitely needed to fully elucidate on the long-term impact of colonoscopies. There isn't enough data yet on colorectal cancer mortality. There isn't any to identify more effective strategies for preventing colorectal cancer deaths. Suggested colonoscopies. In practice, reduce colorectal cancer risk in some instances by 20 to 30 percent. In some patients within the entourage of those that have had them, of course, and close to reactions offered by reductions, I should say, offered by other less expensive and less invasive screenings, including fecal testing. I don't know. If you have the pre-screening of the pre-screening without the having to have the invasiveness, and if it is all for naught, why not? Fear not, no. Dudley do right. So colonoscopies impact on cancer diagnosis versus deaths. Again, the Nordy C C study, which was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. <laughs> No, New England Journal of Medicine sheds light on the nuanced ethics and effects of colonoscopies on colorectal cancer diagnoses and death. While the study, you know, that study confirms what's that study? Colonoscopies' ability to reduce colorectal cancer incidence. It highlights the lack of statistical significant impact on mortality. Reduce cancer incidence. Participants invited for colonoscopies in some instances had an 18% lower rate and risk of developing colorectal cancer compared to the unscreened group. But you can't broad base what the results would have been with the unscreened group because of all the aforementioned reasons. It's unique to the scenario of history, blood, weight. You you can't just do that. You can, and it's being done every day, but it doesn't validate anything or make it valid. Coexisting health conditions, colorectal cancer patients may have underlying health conditions that contribute to their overall mortality. So you also can't just say, "Well, regardless of colonoscopy screening, you you can't say that." You can say that, but you can't. She's my sister. She's my daughter. John Houston, Faye Dunaway. Jack Nicholson, Chinatown. <laughs> Discuss your individual factors for colorectal cancer with your doctor to determine the most appropriate screening strategy, just like you would for any other body part, ailment, or function. Of course. Also, alternative screening options consider less invasive screening options, such as stool tests, if colonoscopy is not suitable for you. You have choices. As of November 30th, 2023, stay tuned on those. <laughs> informed decision making, engaged in an open and informed discussions with your doctor to make an individualized decision. Ongoing research is definitely needed to fully elucidate the long-term impact of colonoscopies on colorectal cancer mortality, and to identify more strategic and effective strategies for preventing colorectal cancer moving forward. Drink good, clean, balanced water. Good, deep, cavernous water, if you can. And this springs around the world, not only here in Maine. You get your pH balanced, you can ward off just about anything known to man as we speak. <clears throat> Except bullets, knives, 
missiles, guns, <laughs> rockets. So harnessing the power of heart-brain coherence will lead into how much are we doing on the clock? Let's take a look at the old studio clock here. Thanks for being patient. All right, this one is 20 minutes and 37 seconds. Let's take a 10-second break. I'm going to come back and do a quick overview of heart-brain coherence. Talked about it before. We'll talk about it in upcoming. We'll take a look at it as an alternative in the overall scheme of things as well. We'll take that 10-second break. We'll be back quickly and close this out. Okay, welcome back. And in this not so perfect world, it never was, as the old saying goes. Most assuredly, not now. We'll exceed thirty minutes, but not significantly. Let's wrap this thing up. I do want to squeeze in this kind of sort of part two of the show on subjects that we've talked about before: harnessing the power of heart-brain coherence, a simple exercise for mental well-being. In the hustle and bustle of modern life, we often find ourselves caught up in a vortex, a whirlwind of stress, anxiety, negative emotions. Right now, at this precipice in time, in some instances, for some of this, some of us, myself excluded, by the way, <laughs> but those that are have relentless and relentless mental states that can take a toll on our overall physical and emotional well-being. Leaving us feeling drained, overwhelmed, and disconnected from ourselves. Amidst the chaos, there exists a simple yet powerful tool that can help us regain balance and cultivate inner peace: heart coherence. Heart coherence, heart-brain coherence, refers to a state of physiological harmony characterized by synchronized heartbeats and breathing rhythms. The synchronized state has been shown to have a profound impact on our mental and emotional well-being. Promoting calmness, resilience, and emotional clarity—a simple exercise for heart coherence. To experience the benefits of heart coherence, try this simple exercise. First of all, come join us each and every week. Freedomsnap.org, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Seth Leith Brzezinski at the helm. We do all of this and have for I don't know four and a half months and counting, something like that. They'll keep me straight on that, but I think I'm pretty close on that. Find a quiet place, a comfortable place where you won't be disturbed. Close your eyes and take a few slow, deep breaths. Bring your attention to your heart area, just below your breastbone. Recall a moment in your life when you felt truly happy and fulfilled. Relive the details of that experience, immersing yourself in the positive emotions that it does evoke. Notice that your heart rhythm changes as you focus on these positive memories. Maintain this focus for a minute or two. Allowing the positive feelings to wash over you, gently bring your awareness back to your breath and body. Benefits of heart-brain coherence exercise: multitudinous. The simple exercise can have a profound impact on your mental and emotional well-being, reducing stress and anxiety, promoting calmness, relaxation, enhancing emotional resilience, improving focus and concentration. Boosting creativity and problem-solving abilities, strengthening self-regulation and emotional control, cultivating inner peace and well-being, heart-brain coherence, mental health, emotional well-being, self-care, stress reduction, anxiety relief, calmness, resilience, focus, creativity, peace. 
Heart Brain Coherence, a simple exercise for mental clarity and emotional well-being, unlocking the power of Heart Brain Coherence, a practical guide to stress reduction and inner peace, harnessing heart rhythm for mental harmony, discover the transformative power of heart coherence, heart coherence, a hidden key to mental wellness and emotional balance. Embrace heart coherence, a simple practice for a happier, healthier and more resilient you. Going to say bye-bye for now, and may God bless. We'll see you again tomorrow. Peace, everybody.